0: The Bible Study Podcast, episode 691. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Genesis with chapter 46. (music) Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're in the data mall for the book of Genesis. It is winding down. We've already had the sort of big dramatic a moment where Joseph reveals himself to his brothers, and now they have sent for Jacob, their father. And it goes like this. Jacob goes to Egypt. So Israel set out with all that was his, and when he reached Beersheba, he offered sacrifices to the God of his father, Isaac. And God spoke to Israel in a vision at night and said, Jacob, Jacob, here I am, he replied. I am God, the God of your father, he said. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for I will make you into a great nation there. I will go down to Egypt with you, and I will surely bring you back again. And Joseph's own hand will close your eyes. Then Jacob left Beersheba, and Israel's sons took their father Jacob and their children and their wives in the carts that Pharaoh had sent to transport him. So Jacob and all his offspring went to Egypt, taking with them their livestock and the possessions they had acquired in Canaan. Jacob brought with him to Egypt his sons and grandsons and his daughters and granddaughters, all his offspring. These are the names of the sons of Israel, Jacob and his descendants, who went to Egypt. Reuben, the firstborn of Jacob, the sons of Reuben, Hanak, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi, the sons of Simeon, Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jachon, Zohar, and Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman, the sons of Levi, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari, the sons of Judah, Er, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Zerah, but Er and Onan had died in the land of Canaan. The sons of Perez, Hezron and Hamul; the sons of Issachar, Tula, Pua, Jeshub and Shimron; the sons of Zebulun, Shered, Elon and Jaleel. These are the sons of Leah born to Jacob in Padan Aram, besides his daughter Dinah. These sons and daughters of his were thirty-three in all. The sons of Gad, Zephron, Haggai. Shuni, Esbon, Eri, Arandi, and Areli, the sons of Asher, Imna, Ishva, Ishvi, and Beriai. Their sister was Sarah. The sons of Beria, Heber and Malkiel. These were the children born to Jacob by Zilpah, whom Laban had given to his daughter Leah, sixteen in all. The sons of Jacob's wife, Rachel, Joseph, and Benjamin, in Egypt, Manasseh, and Ephraim were born to Joseph by Asenath, daughter of Potipharah, priest of On. The sons of Benjamin, Bela, Beker, Ashbel, Gera, Naman, Ahi, Rosh, Muppim, Huppim, and Ard, These were the sons of Rachel who were born to Jacob, 14 in all, the sons of Dan, Hushim, the sons of Naphtali, Jaziel, Guni, Jezer, and Shelem. These were the sons born by Bilah, whom Laban had given to his daughter Rachel, seven in all. All those who went to Egypt with Jacob, those who were his direct descendants, not counting his son's wives, numbered 66 persons. With the two sons who had been born to Joseph in Egypt, the members of Jacob's family, which went to Egypt, were 70 in all. Now Jacob sent Judah ahead of him to Joseph to get directions to Goshen. When they arrived in the region of Goshen, Joseph had his chariot made ready and went to Goshen to meet his father Israel. As soon as Joseph appeared before him, he threw his arms around his father and wept for a long time. Israel said to Joseph, Now I am ready to die, since I have seen for myself that you are still alive. Then Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's household, I will go up and speak to Pharaoh, and will say to him, My brothers and my father's household, who were living in the land of Canaan, have come to me. The men are shepherds, they tend livestock, and they have brought along their flocks and herds and everything they own when Pharaoh calls you in and asks what is your occupation you should answer your servants have tended livestock from our boyhood on just as our fathers did then you will be allowed to settle in the region of Goshen for all shepherds are detestable to the Egyptians and so we get at this point this small band of people the 70 and all who are coming to Egypt. Now obviously they won't leave Egypt for hundreds of years, and when they leave they will leave in more than a hundred thousand people. And so a lot will happen in those intervening years. But it is this land of Egypt that God has decided that He's going to bring Jacob and his descendants. And this is going to be the crucible where he is going to make these from this band of seventy people into a nation. He basically says, Go to Joseph, go to Egypt. This is the right thing for you to do. And I'm going to make you a nation there. I'm going to make you into a a people who can have your own country. Obviously seventy people couldn't take over the land of Canaan, couldn't have buy the land of Canaan. You can't have a whole country with only seventy people. He says, I'm going to turn you into a nation. I'm turning you into a people that can have your own country. And then I'm going to bring you back. And he also promises to Jacob, to Israel, that he will get to see Joseph, and that Joseph will be there upon his death, that Joseph will close your eyes when you die. And so they set off, and they set off in the carts that Joseph has brought, and they bring their possessions with them, even though Pharaoh had told them not to bring their possessions because they won't need to because they're relatives of Joseph, and it's not going to be a big deal. All that Egypt has will be yours. And of course, one of the reasons, one of the differences between Genesis and Exodus is it's easy to say that to 70 people, but by the time they get to be 100,000 people or more, then you might look at these people differently. And we also start to see the beginning of the rift between the Egyptians and the people of Israel as they come in, in the sense that they're going to say to Pharaoh, we're shepherds. And Joseph tells them up front that the Egyptians despise <laughs> shepherds. The Egyptians don't think of that as a very high profession. And the Egyptians, of course, are surviving predominantly from grain rather than back in Canaan where most of the life revolved around the sheep, revolved around the herds and the flocks. And so for some reason, they look at those people as less than. Probably they look at them as less civilized because civilization meant settling down and growing grain, especially in Egypt, which has been doing it for the longest time. And so we're preparing here as we start to wrap up this story. We have four more chapters left as we're leaving these people in Egypt and preparing for that long gap between this book and the book of Exodus, although we're not going to go there. Since I have some extra time today, let me just tell you where we're going from here. After we finish Genesis, we're going to do one episode on Revelation, on the last chapter in the Bible, because apparently when I did a study on Revelation earlier, I left that out and I don't know why, but I've had some emails from people saying, hey, have you done this chapter? And apparently I haven't. So we're going to do that and then we're going to go into a study in the New Testament on the book of Corinthians, on the 1st and 2nd Corinthians. And so sometime in the new year when we get into January, we'll be starting a study on 1st and 2nd Corinthians, which oddly enough we have not studied before in the years that we have been doing the Bible study podcast. So with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at com, or better yet, leave your comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com, and thanks so much for listening. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.